special event alert. You are late for changeover, your weekly space news and variety show. I am your host, Marty Smith, and I'm joined by Mr. History, Eric Perrot. Gentlemen, good evening. Our man in the closet, Jake Wall. Acoustics by flannel. And our newest purveyor of space dad jokes, Mike John. <laughs> What's going, everybody? Woohoo! We're here to bring you the latest headlines and updates pertinent to all Guardians and to the other lesser services as well. So take your seats, get informed, and have a laugh as we present Late for Changeover. Late for Changeover. I want to, you know, that's all because of your orbital mechanics joke last week, Mike. <laughs> well, the dad joke was good. That it was, was a strong a, one. It's a space dad. You had another one, too, yeah. and I can't remember. But uh, I've got all sorts of zingers up my sleeve. Well... Singers is a loose term, but <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I mean, to some, I mean, you know, Airman Basic, yeah, that was probably a singer. It's like, oh, that guy's pretty funny. Oh, cut me deep, cut me deep. <laughs> but any second term guy, they're like, oh, Jesus, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the good conduct medal's up for new night. It's up tonight. Yeah, did you pass that out last time? Well, no, because no, it should have went so to Jake. It sh- and Jake got it last time. So there that's you go. two for Jake. Oh. Just fight. Not, just a, not by, a formal just presentation. Just showing up. Jake got that's one by default. Two, so. two for non, for no other reason than I was here. So, uh, Mike. And one for sweet, sweet victory. It's usually the, it's the, a plus. the best performance of the podcast gets the good conduct medal. Woo! Yeah, oh, nice. nice. Yeah. That's a huge award. Sure. Huge. I'm waiting for the. I, that's the Air Force one. I'm trying to get the my hands on the Space Force Good Conduct Medal. You know. Is it going to be looking any different? Yeah, it's slightly different. I think it's a different color ribbon. But All the medals and ribbons are basically black and white, and a little <laughs> bit of blue. <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> for space. I want to get a recruiting ribbon so he can gather it for Eric because Eric loves that. Yeah, I, you know, one. that's my favorite for sure. It is. It is. I don't want the Medal of Honor. I want a recruiting medal. That Medal of Honor is overrated. But <laughs> you have to die for that. I just want a recruiting medal. <laughs> you know, it was it was funny. Every once in a while, I get I get caught up in the uh, reaction videos, and it's crazy how these people on YouTube are just like. Hey, today I'm reacting to this movie or to this song or to this whatever. <laughs> and you look at the views and it's like 400,000 views. And I'm one of them, obviously, because I'm watching them. Yeah. But they, I watched some of them watch uh, First Blood for the first time, right? And they can't understand because they're 20s watching a movie that was in 1980 um, when the military was down, like yep. really down. And when the cop was like, hey, um, you know, wearing that flag, that's not looking too great, right? And they're like, <laughs> what are they talking about? I'm like, yeah, that's it was pretty shitty back then, right? Disrespectful. Um, but they read his bio, right? The sheriff looks him up and they're like, John Rambo, Medal of Honor winner. And you're like, whoa, they just threw that one in there, Medal of Honor winner. You know, not a lot of walking around Medal of Honor winners from Vietnam, right? Nope. 
but John J. Rambo was. So he's the man. That's cool. And one yep. of the things I want to do is I want to start running, uh, and I'll do it for next week. Our E seven in the movies list, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We That'll got, be good. We got uh, Gunny Highway, right? He's one of them. Um, what was uh what was Arlie Ermey's name in Full Metal Jacket? Because he was an E seven, I think, too. I don't remember his name, but he was the the DI, the drill yeah, he instructor. He was the DI. So, and then you yeah. have uh, uh, what's his name? Um, There's a bunch out there, man. We'd have to research them. Sergeant Horwath, Horvath from uh, Saving Private Saving Ryan. Private Ryan. Right? Yeah. So it's just an ongoing list. I think we should keep throwing in there. See I like that one, Master Sergeant Eric Perot. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, there's a master sergeant Mike Johns too. So yes, sir. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, go ahead, Eric. What do you got for history today? All right, guys. Tonight we're going to do something in honor of a recently deceased individual. I'm going to give you a quick quote, real quick. Uh, this gentleman was portrayed in the movie Apollo 13 by Gary Sinise. Anybody have an idea who we're talking about? with the exception of Marty. Okay. Ken Mattingly. <laughs> Ken Mattingly. Never recently... so, sometimes this Zoom room can be real dead. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan is the only thing I was thinking about. <laughs> That's good. Ken Mattingly uh, was an astronaut on the um, Apollo well, 13 mission. He didn't go to the moon in Forrest Company. Well, let me finish. It's my history. Okay. Oh, yeah. He died. He died recently at the age of 87. Okay. Ken Mattingly was a NASA astronaut who was scrubbed from the Apollo 13 mission a few days before launch after being exposed to measles, then wound up helping devise a plan to re return the crew safely to earth following an onboard explosion. He recently died October 31st in Arlington, Virginia. He was 87. Now, if you guys remember the movie, uh, Gary Sinise played him. He's one that basically put the plan together, saved the mission, and was able to bring those guys back. He was back. the one mirroring everything um, that they were doing down there. Um, yeah. By being, by mentally being one of the astronauts. And yeah, that was pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. Uh, guy had a hell of history. Uh, rest in peace, young fella. Well, he didn't go to go to Apollo on go to the moon. Well, Apollo thirteen didn't go to the moon. But no. He did a what? A couple shuttle flights after that, and he did actually go to the moon, didn't he? Uh, I don't believe he did. I think yeah, I'm Apollo sixteen. Okay, so yeah, he did make nineteen seventy-two. Did he walk on it? Did he walk on the moon? Um, I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, I don't either. Hmm. I would assume if he went, he walked. I mean, there was a bunch of astronauts that ended up going with those follow-on Apollo missions, so. Yeah, sure. He was a uh, uh, Navy guy, right? Didn't he make Admiral? He yeah. did. Yep. So rear he retired, admiral. retired as a rear admiral. That's Worked in the private sector. one-star admiral, isn't it? Rear admiral's a one-star, I think. I do believe you're correct. I don't know. Do they have... Seems like a lot of work to look up. <laughs> <laughs> Good guy, passed away, 87. Pretty amazing fella. 
Uh, pretty like cool. Two star. Two star. Not real. Wait, do they have names for admirals? Like the army has names for generals. Or what do you mean? Just, once you make admiral, you're a one star admiral, two star. Because army has. Well, it's uh, the rear admiral. I, I, Brigadier generals a one star. Major generals a two star. Lieutenant generals a three star. Doesn't do the admiral have names like that? Or is they it just like, to. hey, he's an admiral. How many stars? Two star. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Rear admiral being one, I'm sure the rank structures probably give names. There's got to be like a little catchy saying for it, right? Air Force is be my little general. Yeah. Brigadier, major, <laughs> lieutenant. That's right, Good Dad. Call. I, st wow. I still remember. <laughs> I it. remember that, Dad. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That was a basic training call out right there. Man. Nice. So weird. So an 07 and an 08 are both a rear admiral, but they're spelled a little bit different. RDML versus RADM, and then your 09 is a vice admiral, and then your 10 is a admiral. Oh, okay. So really? two rears and a vice. You got all yeah. rears, then rear, <laughs> then vice. the Navy way. Two rears and a vice. <laughs> two rears. More rears than we can handle. Did you make rear today? Hey, I got. I made rear today. You know you did. Oh yeah. It'll always be my rear admiral. Maybe one rear is. plus one rear is one vice. God. You know when that navy was created, it was in the created in different times. You could say all that stuff and not have the uh, connotations that you have today. No, I'm sure. I think they got it for a good reason though. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um well wait wait till we start going on extended space flights. Oh, uh, Walking around up there for 500 days, you're like, oh. Yep, that's longer than a, a lot tour of rear across the Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of rear admiral. <laughs> oh, come on, Uranus admiral. <laughs> yeah. Uranus, oh. sorry, Uranus. Oh, Uranus. So, uh there was, uh, again, I was telling you, I was watching these reaction videos, and I watched somebody react to Police Academy. You remember Police Academy? Yeah. yeah. Classic, man. There's Classic. a scene in Police Academy where he puts that shoe polish around his bullhorn, and he has it around his mouth. <laughs> and that sparked me, and I was like, fuck, I remember uh, when I was a lieutenant, and my best friend, Bill Doman, he, he was another lieutenant. And so they put us on, on these uh, fire support team tracks and you just sat out there for a week and all you did was watch the impact area and they call you you know they say okay we want to run this this target this mission or give us a call for fire and you'd sit there and you do it all week so you're just sitting in there in these fire support tracks you got a laser and the tracks were designed under the old construct of cold war so you could button up the whole track and be chemical pressurized right and you even had masks that would plug into the vehicle, almost like the air, I think, the air chemical mask. They would plug into the vehicle air system and stuff. Yeah. Just part the of exhaust that, or what? Yeah. Actually, everybody took those hoses because yeah. it would blow air, and you put it down in your uniform. you like, that was your air conditioning. Cool off. <laughs> uh, so... But part of that feature was that you could button up the whole track, be chemically safe, but then you couldn't see out, right? The the turret guy had his little 
visor things that he could look out of. But the commander or the lieutenant had a periscope, right? And it was a literal periscope that you could uh, angle up and down and go left and right on. So he could sit at this little station, have his map, and he could look in this periscope and it would go out and you would never have to get out of the track. Well, when we were second lieutenants and we had E6s as, as crew chiefs, <laughs> do you remember grease pencils? Do you remember those goddamn things? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, right? man. We wore them all the yep. time. So Used them all the time. His E6 uh, greased that whole eyepiece that only the lieutenants <laughs> And so he was calling a mission. We were doing it, supposed to be doing it under chemical environment. So he was calling a mission for half an hour. And he came out, and the commander came up and was like, hey, how's everything going? And he walked up to him. He's like, hey, sir, uh, we're doing good. And the commander sat and stared at him and <laughs> let him do his whole grief to him. And was like, God damn it, Lieutenant, go clean your face. And he was like, what are you talking about? Because you, know, you don't have any hair. And he looked at his little camel hair, and he had that big black circle right there. And I was like, wow. Nice. What a great nice. prank, man. That was... Yep. It didn't happen to me, and I felt bad for my buddy, but and it took him a lot. He was mad too. It took him. A it year. it doesn't come off yeah. easy. No, no, you would think it's it would, not. Right? No, it it's uh, it's sturdy. So as a cop, guys, the desk sergeant, what you assume duties the desk sergeant or the security controller for the security side, you had to do a comm check with the command post, which was a, a red phone, a direct line. What like once a once a shift every shift you have to pick it up yeah this oh, is just do shift it, make sure it works right do a comp check right yeah. so they would always do the grease shit <laughs> the ear in the mouth <laughs> same kind of thing man that sucks because we we, we got a hold of gold glitter lotion and oh. if you put it on light <laughs> it wouldn't be obvious and squishy on your ear. <laughs> But man, your ear would just look glittery and, and gorgeous as hell. Gold <laughs> glitter lotion. Wow. It was glitter lotion. Like it, it was like, you know. Jake specializes in glitter lotion. So. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the I was degaussing. I was degaussing the freaking CDs. <laughs> I, I wasn't in a strip club. It was degaussing. Nice. Oh man. Why is your wallet all glittery? <laughs> but that's it gets work. everywhere i promise and that's there's something wet on that oh, oh squish that's Nasty. the same as yep. a wet willy so anyway yep. it got me thinking about pranks yeah it got me thinking about pranks and jake you told that one prank um with danny brightman right yeah man he that uh is such a good story that is so creative he, right? he didn't like the mom comments like you know like anytime you said your mom and Brightman would give him one or two and and be nice about it. He's like, hey, I don't play that game. Yeah. Don't bring her up. Not don't talk about mom. Yep. Well, we had an admin person that would constantly do it. And this was back back in the day when Paris Hilton and those little chihuahuas was were a big deal. And we were at Vandenberg, which is just north of Santa Barbara. Brightman took out basically a Craigslist ad and said whole litter of teacup chihuahuas free just call but only call I work all day 
only call at night between like <laughs> 10 and 2 in the morning. Oh, <laughs> and it wasn't easy to get a new phone number back then, right? Like, no, you'd have to change right, your right. freaking provider or something. He was getting so many calls. And after a while, people were getting pissed. And, and he's getting pissed because he's like, I don't know why I'm getting called all the time. Oh, like just flipping out. He ended up having to change his number, getting a whole new number because of it. Because he didn't know why it was happening. That is. And weird. after he comes into work and just bitches and moans, he's like, I had to change my number. Brightman let it hang for like all oh, we did. Weeks. That's he crazy. let it hang for weeks. <laughs> and until the guy changed his number, he's like, you going to make those mom comments again? <laughs> like, oh man that is so good how you would have the restraint that's i you know if i if i was clever enough to pull something like that off i'd have to tell him right away right yeah well him and i had stuff going back and forth we would leave things on each other's desk so my uncle is a taxidermist and so i go out there and i'm like hey you got any jennies like what do you got here what kind of tanned wieners do you have <laughs> and my and my, own, my uncle's like actually there's a whole drawer of oh that. my god i was like okay what do we got this and it's a chunk of tanned bear skin that was the preface it, it was the actual sheath for the red rocket wow and I, and I left it i left it on brightman's desk and he's holding it and he goes nope this is something this is something right <laughs> <laughs> two weeks later i go on vacation i come back and there's a gift on my desk danny just had happened to get his dog neutered and asked for him back wow so i get a freaking those banana pepper don't forget a machete like <laughs> banana pepper jar full of chloroform two ball two dog balls and then a variety of cat balls at the bottom. Oh I'm like, in in a nice wrapped up bag and everything, leave, left on my desk. I opened it up. I was like, oh, wow. This is a good one. That is great. I'm like, where did you get the cat balls? He goes, he had extra. He just threw them in there. thought it was funny. He asked his vet for the balls back. He's like, what are you doing with them? He goes, I'm gonna put them in chloroform and give them to a friend. Oh my god! He's like, All right, you want oh some extras? God. Sounds good. Yep. See, cops weren't that creative. All we had to do. So in Charleston, the C-130 parking ramp had Charlie parking spots, right? One through fifteen or something. Charlie one through fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'd always send a brand new airman over to the command post and tell him to get the keys for one of the C-130s because we have to move it. <laughs> get a call from the captain in the command post stop sending yep. your fucking airman over here we don't got no fucking keys. it's not creative <laughs> but the consistency of it is what you gotta admire you gotta keep uh, it going you know, you oh it works every that. time too yeah I captain i need the keys for the c-130 parked on charlie three we're gonna move it to charlie 16 right. you're a dumbass right. get out of here <laughs> mike any pranks that's a yeah, we had a bunch of stuff we would do, mainly when I was down at Schreiber. Um, but the one that I thought of first was the over-the-phone flight physical. <laughs> That's a reality now. Yeah, yeah so right. it kind of is. So yeah. back in the back in the early two thousands, that was not a reality. But you would get a new airman come on crew, 
And, uh, you know, we had one guy that was really good at talking on the phone and going through all the variety of things you can make someone do. And he was very convincing, you know, very about 50, 50 on whether people were going to fall for it. And when people fell for it, they fell for it on the long ball, like, <laughs> you know, the hail Mary's. And, uh, like we had this one kid come on and, uh, he was just this, this little real, real frail, like Mexican dude. And a uh, real nice guy, but he was, you know, soft-spoken and he was just little. He maybe weighed 110 pounds. Yeah. So he comes on a crew and, you know, it's like his second day and he's trying to figure things out. And we kind of, you know, we, we set everything up. We go, you know, hey, man, you know, uh, eventually you're going to have this, you know, within the first week, you're going to get a phone call from flight men and they're going to do an over-the-phone flight physical. You're going to think it's a bunch of bullshit, but... You know, you're going to have to do like push-ups and like take your pulse and they'll have your supervisor come in to verify that everything's, you know, That's even everything's better. real. So like oh it was all God. set up. Yeah. And you'd have, you know, people, there'd be 15 people in watching this guy running around the ops floor doing wind sprints and push-ups. Wow. Well, anyway, no, this kid that I was on talking. On the ops floor. That is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the ops floor. The commander came in and watched one time. Nice. But uh, really legitimized the whole thing. But uh yeah, I mean, we got this kid going, going pretty good. Like he he went to the bathroom to go do a, uh, you know, check his balls to make sure he didn't have cancer. Um, but the coup de gras was uh, the our crew chief at the time was this uh, big old redneck dude, bald head, and he was just he was salty as could be, and he was totally in on this joke. He loved this joke. And uh, so anyway, we're we're going, and we're like, dude, you gotta you gotta pull out the glove and have him go get the prostate check. And uh, oh, so, yes. so there was there was one yellow glove in the break room for like washing dishes, right? So, no, so my buddy who's, who's on the phone is talking to this kid. He's like, "Hey, uh, all right, we've got one last check, and this one's you know this one's a big ass." And uh, so all of a sudden, the kid gets really quiet and he goes, "Okay," and he puts the phone down <laughs> and he turns around to this tech sergeant, and the tech sergeant's just sitting there with this big shitting grin. He goes. I need to do a prostate exam. And the tech sergeant goes, I know exactly how to do that one. Go to the break room and get the yellow glove. It comes back in with the yellow glove, holding it like this. The tech sergeant takes that yellow glove, snatches it out of his hand, and puts it on his hand like this and just snaps it back. And the kid just went... Oh, And then the the whole ops floor erupted with laughter at that time. You know, the jig was up. Oh my uh, God, that is awesome. But yeah, the over the phone flight physicals. You you get a guy that you could get him going for a good ten minutes, but you know, after a few minutes, they're like, "This is ridiculous." You know, I can't. I don't know how to take my pulse, and you know, they usually give up and you know fall out. But eventually, you get one on the hook, and it was always fun. And you gotta you gotta be selective, especially in space, uh, because you got smart asses coming in anyway, and they haven't really been broken by basic training per se. And so yeah. they kind of know. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're space, yeah, assholes, really. I mean, uh, so you got to get the one who's gullible enough, and that's a rare thing. That's a rare thing. Yeah, but you'll you get one at least once a year. Yeah. Did you guys ever fall for any pranks that were targeted towards you? I was arrested yeah. one time for a security incident, but I mean, I actually had a security <laughs> incident that just it was the whole arresting me thing that was the prank. But, uh, yeah, I snatched some dudes, uh, you know, people would leave their, uh, their line badges on like their jacket when they would come in and you'd snatch it and go hide it and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I did that to one guy and then I went to the gym for two hours. 
And so he was stuck in the mod for two hours without his badge. Well, I come back and the the flight chief at the time had the security forces flight chief in there and they were apparently homeboys, right? And uh, so, you know, I come in and I walk, I walk onto the ops floor and I look at the fishbowl and I see a bunch of cops and the flight chief. And I'm like, damn it you're in trouble now <laughs> and uh so sure enough you know he he does this to me and i uh, walk in the in the flight chief's office and they start giving me the riot act on you know not doing stupid shit like that and you know turn around and go out and put your hands behind your back and all that good stuff and walk me out out front and put wow. me down on the ground and start searching me and uh <laughs> that was when my job was know, wonderful yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys love putting people on the ground. Love that shit. I would always move my keys to my back pocket. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, get the frozen flight caps, frozen jackets, yeah, you know, sure. those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cat card, the cat card in the cup and freezing that. Yeah, that's yep. a good one, too. Yep. When I was in field artillery and I first got out there, um, and we had our that that same... Uh, fire support vehicle that I was talking about, which was a uh, 113. It was a M113 armor personnel carrier modified to hold a laser and, and be your fire support track. The staff sergeant there, the E6, at one time we were out in the field and he was like, hey, sir, part of preventive maintenance and checks is that the tracks will bang against the hull, right? And it weakens the armor along that hull. You know, after you do so many miles, sure. it's got to be, you know, it's got to be the integrity of the hole has to be checked. Well, how we do that is you take this sledge <laughs> and you literally have to bang on different parts on the inside of that track to see if they sound different. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to make a good impression. <laughs> and so I start and I'm, and I'm threading my hand in between the wheels, like bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. And, it, and I went all the way around one side and they came around the other side and it occurred to me, it's like, I have no fucking idea what it sounds like if it's thin or thick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This bang, whole thing bang, could and be And I look trash. up and there's five guys in the crew snickering and laughing their ass off and they're like, ah! yeah. and I'm like, okay, fair enough. You feel like a nice. moron. But I was so earnest. You know, you're so earnest. Like the guy doing oh, the yeah. physical. Or anybody else. That's that's the hook. That's the best part. Well, especially when you've got when you've got people playing into it, and you know, like your supervisor comes in and goes, "Yeah, this is a legit thing." God, who, and, did, uh, who set? Who was the guy uh, masquerading as the flight doc? Oh, it's just a, another airman on the on oh, crew. That's, his that's so his uh, girlfriend at the time was a nurse, so. That's so he knew cool. a bunch of medical terminology and shit like <laughs> did that. You ever, did you ever do the Captain D's one? That's so much less, but it's so simple and funny. Because what to have them called Captain D's the yeah. restaurant? Yeah. yeah, on the Sibber's floor, you had uh, the uh, the unclassed phone was in a phone booth. It was soundproof, but it was clear. It was a window and a, a door. It was all glass. So yes, behind you on the left. Yeah, so you could uh-huh. see who was on the phone, but you couldn't hear him. And so you tell the airman. Uh, and I don't. I think Captain D's is just Colorado. Captain D's D E E S seafood. So, and you tell the guy is like, "Hey man, there's a Captain D's, and he wants you to give him a call. He's got something to talk to you about." <laughs> so the guy down there, and you can't hear a thing. You can just see the guy <laughs> just say, 
hey, uh, Cat, you know, hey, this Captain D's. And you're like, ah, oh, Captain D's, I'm supposed to give you a call. You had something for me. And he's like, yeah, there's Captain D's. What do you want to order? And he's like, I was supposed to call you. And you just see the guy going from like comprehension to anger to, and then to look out and see everybody laughing. So it's not even close. Not even close to a over the phone physical, which is I'd never heard of. That's so good. That's a good one. That's really good. This wasn't so much a prank, but it happened to me. Um, I was an entry controller to a weapon storage area, a nuclear weapon storage area in Turkey. Oh, so you had you had a pedestrian gate where the people came and exchanged badges. Yeah. And then you had a vehicle entrapment area, which I was supposed to do the inspections. So I'm an A1C. I just put it on. And we were going through an exercise for the area supervisor, who was a tech sergeant. Okay. And I'm terrified of the guy. He's a tech sergeant. I'm freaking 19. Yeah, right, right. <clears throat> well, at night, the lights are turned in and they, you know, illuminate the restricted area for the vehicle entrapment and the pedestrians. And you can't see into the area. Now you can see out in the front parking lot because that's all lit up too. But behind you and the area is all dark. Okay. So the dumbass tech sergeant has just failed his quality control evaluation. Stupid mistakes. Just so I am talking to the entry controller inside who exchanges badge. And I'm saying tech sergeant market is the dumbest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he can't fight his way out of a bag. Now, I can't see the area, but him and the quality control evaluator who just failed him are standing there listening to me badmouth this tech sergeant <laughs> for about 10 minutes before they finally said, if you're done, would you come in and buzz us in? And I was oh, like, shit. Oh, Do you have the shit. chill up your spine? Oh, oh. mother. And, and the tech sergeant, after the evaluator left, the master sergeant left, he said, I want to see you after, after we break guard mount and turn the weapons in. I'm like, oh. So I stepped all in that one, boy, because I was I was chewing him upside down. I mean, this guy, you're fucking dumb shit, bad. Yeah, but he let me have it afterwards because the 19 year old knows better. Oh, well, yeah. exactly. He got so much experience. I could have passed his vow though. I really well, could. He dropped. Well, the that, that's probably true. Yeah, he dropped. You're probably the right. You're probably right. He dropped. The it was Man. just an ass chewing. I won't forget. <laughs> well, we could talk ass chewing. Uh, I've had a few of those. So, but oh, some of those topics I had is like, hey, when have you fallen asleep? So we'll talk about that later, right? I used to always fall asleep and get my hair cut. Um, or mop uh, four, mop four. Oh, mop, yeah, mop, mop four. Is a good one. Yeah, mop is a tough one. You put you put your freaking gear on, and then I would pop that collar. And hook it right <laughs> underneath my filter. It keeps your head perfectly. Oh up. yeah. Well, and we have the face cup on your jaw. We got a space baby on there who's out. Yeah, I have no clue what you guys are talking mask, about. So. Oh man. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. No, I had to take mop gear when I went to Washington D.C. on my deployment. <laughs> to D.C. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you had to carry and drag That's that shit around. Oh, that's so well, it was, I didn't have to drag it around. I left it in my uh, in my hotel room at the residence. In the hotel room. But the problem the is that, that you had there. to sign it out and travel with it. Is <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love that fact. And uh, we are eventually going to talk shit stories. We can, we'll Ooh. probably do a whole podcast episode on shit uh, stories. For sure. So. 
okay, let's get on to the news. The news. Uh, from first story, money, 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 money. We talking about VA again? No, uh, <laughs> not getting ripped off of money. Actually, us paying a company money. I got you. So from Aerospace Forces Magazine, the Air Force is giving Lockheed $1 million to build the new reentry vehicle for the Sentinel. The Sentinel is the new ICBM that they're coming up with. Damn. So they got a billion dollars. Well, not quite. $996 million contract to produce a reentry vehicle for its new Sentinel intercontinental ballistic missile by October 20th, 2039. So they got a little ways to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Oof. Under this sole source acquisition deal, uh, Lockheed will engineer, manufacture, and design the new reentry vehicle dubbed Mark 21 Alpha in several locations, including, including I don't know why they put this in here, uh, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, which I guess is right outside of Philly, I think. The specialized RV will carry the W87-1 warhead, which I could find nothing about, of course. Right? National laboratories are developing and producing test hardware for the warhead expected to deploy in the early 2030s with the new Sentinel ICBM. So we're not there yet. It's no. coming. <laughs> right? The LGM-35 Sentinel, formerly known as the Ground-Based Strategic Deterrent, GBSD, is poised to replace 400 Minuteman three ICBMs currently in service for more than 50 years across the continental United States. So, you guys, did you guys both go, or Jake and Mike, did you guys both go to Space 200 and 300? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and Eric, this was a, a space continuing education. Yeah. Thing. Totally, I'm aware of what they are. Totally worthless. Completely <laughs> worthless. But part of those courses is like, hey, learn the, uh, learn the SALT Treaty. Learn the strategic treaties. Yeah. We're all yep. blown out of the fucking water now. We don't even do them anymore. So I don't even know how many. Is that what we're allowed to have? 400 Minutemen? I have no idea. Because I think Russia pulled out of the latest one, didn't they? They did. So yep. it's, everybody's you know scared that we're going to start that nuclear arms race again. Well, yeah. Yeah, because NATO's pushing right up against their borders. Yeah. So, well. Speaking yeah, of that, Eric, I mean, did you see uh, Zelensky's uh, outcry? The one he I like, need help. We're losing. Hey, you guys got some money? Yeah. <laughs> <We're> losing. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you back. I promise. <laughs> I'm good. Yes. Right, well, I got a did. spreadsheet. <laughs> That's an IOU. <laughs> I, 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 think he's, I think he's hoping to secure some loans so people won't assassinate him so they can get try to get their money back later because uh, – mm. He's on thin ice, baby. But anyway, uh, Jake, what were you going to say? Were you going to say something? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> I knew. Don't wait past 30 seconds because he was going to say something. But then Glides by, man. Uh, the, the, the incoming Sentinel project features an open system architecture, which allows easy upgrades as technology develops between now and 2075, which is Sentinel's planned retirement date. 
why a sentinel would you could couldn't you just reconfigure or, or retrofit the you freaking so. current icbm you nuclear warheads I, I mean they're probably for a billion dollars I mean, we've, we've kept the c-130 and the uh, a-10 right forever and yeah, last right? for another 50 years as long speed. as it just flies to russia that's all we need right <laughs> uh it's also easier designed to be easier to maintain now this is a curious statement it's, mm. It is also designed to be easier to maintain, which should minimize the security forces footprint required during maintenance time. Don't they still have to have people in the hole for maintenance? I don't know. I, I don't know what the security forces footprint is. Probably well, anytime, I don't know. I anytime it was open and they were down there, you had to have a two-person concept. Well, yeah. Two-person rule. Right, right. And security right. forces monitored it. I guess, but does that? I don't know why that would change. Like a couple less security forces, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. The Chinese balloon already took pictures of all that stuff, anyway, so they know <laughs> what we're doing. Well, um, I mean, I don't know if we did that article. We, it was way back in the day, like February. I just looked it up, February-ish. It was those cruise missiles that are scramjet, hyper hypersonic. I think we did, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, shit. right. Yeah. So why do we I need mean, uh, ground-based, right? Well, look at these these ICBMs, but those are ballistic and missile defense issues. You know, you know where they're coming back in. So we are right in the middle of this second potential arms race. Oh yeah, kinda. You know. Yeah. With the but scramjet, it's all like it's all like scramjet, missiles, hypersonic, uh, all this other hypersonic glide vehicles. Stuff, all right? yeah. Yeah. So well, if you don't put them in the ground and have the ground base, where do you keep the warheads for the scramjet and the other vehicles? Well, those, that's actually a good point. Those ones are, yeah. That's yeah. A good point. yeah. Where would you, the I scramjet mean, ones are cruise missile <laughs> stuff. Well, size, eventually so. we're going to mount them to satellites that we can launch them from space. Well, I'm sure that's the next big step. That's why Space Force is around. Come on. That's what I hear. They have a mission. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't tell you about it <laughs> all right so i thought it was interesting uh that article about awarding almost a billion dollars to lockheed when just on november 1st right so they were testing their minuteman 3 missiles uh an unarmed minuteman 3 intercontinental ballistic missile flying over the pacific ocean was effectively terminated by space launch delta 30 on november 1st the award contract came like at the same time. Oop. So the termination occurred at 12.06 a.m. Pacific time due to an unexpected anomaly that emerged during the test launch of Vandenberg Space Force Base, California. So, oop. All right, let's try one of these Minuteman 3. Oh, that's a bad one. Cancel it. <laughs> uh, oh, here's your, here's your you, new billion. <laughs> you need a new missile. Guys, see, look nope, at this. That's exactly. Oh, see, look at this old. They're unreliable. This, old this thing wasn't working. We, yeah. you need to mothball. And they're that like, thing. you know what? You're right. With a with a billion dollars and a seventy year contract, it'd be good. Like, okay, dude. That's that's the start. length of that contract is the insane part. I mean, yeah. it's unfortunate that we're like, eh, it's just a bill. We're fine. But seventy years. You know how long they'll nurse like. Well, it's technically 50 years. Well, 50, either way. Even 50. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, 
Yeah, that's it's you know, that's so much just for, excessive. They're single sourcing it. That's it, right? And they're yeah. Like, okay, I guess nobody else is competing for this. Thing. And nobody's going to see that from cradle to grave. You're going to have you know no. ten generations. You could you could get hired on the Lockheed, contract. start on the Sentinel, retire. Your kid could get hired on the Lockheed, retire, <laughs> right? and then and kid. the contract is still going. Yeah, oh, that's just crazy. Good on him. Good on him, Tony Stark. You know, Stark Enterprises. Very good. I don't know how the rest no. of the contractor world did go. Uh, foul. Yeah, kind of. Oh, right. they had to call. Throw a flag on that. How does that happen? But, I mean, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Contracting is so nefarious. You know, how all that stuff Well, I get done. sole sourcing, but for something that big? <sighs> yeah. Come on. And that long? I don't know. Uh, I mean, you got companies that, that bid low uh and they know they're gonna they they know they're bidding low but once they get awarded then they get two three years into it and they're like hey uh you know we're gonna need more money for this thing and they're like well then the question also becomes how many subcontractors is Lockheed gonna hire because they can't do all pieces of it they're gonna bring in specials oh yeah they will now for sure it is definitely a large revenue stream oh yeah less huge billion bucks all right, let's have some fun because this is fun. pretty cool stuff, right? Let's talk some cool tech news. Uh, this is from cool Sandbox.us. So they're talking about uh, Special Operations Command's new potential new firearm. So last year, Sandbox News reviewed the Flux Raider. Have you heard or seen what the Flux Raider is? So the Flux Raider is essential. Well, badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and Sandbox said, hey, this could be a great sidearm for the Special Operations Forces. Well, now the 19th Special Forces Group is evaluating the Flux Raider for use. The Raider is a very specialized grip module for the P320 pistol from Sig Sauer, which is now the pistol of choice instead of the yeah. Beretta. Um. And the Army adopted it, that P320, as the M17 and the M18. Well, what's the difference? Well, one is a 4.7-inch barrel. The other one's a 3.9-inch barrel. So one's like concealed carry. The other one's like a full-up handgun. The M17 is the full-up. The M18 is like the concealed carry. Uh, So I don't know if I should read all this or if I should just show you. You know, Shut looking it. at it, Marty, the collapsible stock <laughs> yeah. piece, yeah. it looks like it's going to make it so awkward to be accurate with it. You would think until you see this guy. It looks cool as shit, though. I give you that. That is that that extra magazine up front is pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a simple thing, but it's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Able to quick your access, hands, your red quick loads, like. You brought it up earlier, Johns, where you're like, it's a foregrip and then easily just boop, boop. I want to show you. Yeah, you're activating light, the laser, all that want, stuff with that forward hand. Well, I want to show you the laser. whole video because the guy gets into how he did on this on this course. So, I, But I'll show you about three, three and a half minutes of this. Believe it or not, this gun, and it's called the Flux Raider. The Flux Raider is based on the SIG T320 platform. You just Sounds like Bucks Raider. <laughs> in your slide, and you're going 
go. With this chassis system, there's a lot of different options for you. You can run the brace, which is questionable with the ATF right now, or you can run an SBR setup with the stock. It actually ships with the brace. However, he's talking about that new law that passed, right? Where he bump stock. We're going to wait top to bottom. Well, the stock that you can't. Yeah, I think so. Converts it. You can put a full-size dot on here if you wanted. You could put an EOTech. However, we chose to do this option. Um, something to keep in mind about red dots is you can't run an optic mounted on your slide. Obviously, it'll hit the plastic of the chassis. Next up, we have an X-Carry 3.9-inch SIG Sour Slide. This is actually one of the older slides I have. Um, however, it works great for this because it's not optics cut. With this setup, we're running a threaded barrel from Zafiri Precision. Attached to the threaded barrel, we have the Harrington Arms HC320XL. We specifically designed this compensator for the flux now chassis let's system. All act like we we know reduced the side about. ports, so your thumb yeah. isn't going to be getting blasted. Ooh, gases. Yeah, and with the two top choice. ports, I compensate on the daily. Flip, as you're going to see later in the Mantis results, we opted to run a goon beam on this. I prefer the ah, thousand yeah, the lumen goon beam. higher candela yeah, lights goon beam. rather than my just the light. Just the light. Um, what's also kind of nice is my trigger finger. I can That's reach it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't extend out past the muzzle very far. It's actually pretty compact for how big of a weapon like this is. Finishing it off, we have the Harrington Arms mag extension in here. You can also run the Sig Sauer 21 rounders. There's your magazines, um, Both of these make a really nice combination. You can carry a lot of rounds in you such say a 21? small compact setup. But that's another one overview. Yeah, that's awesome. Talk about how the Raider actually works. On the system, you're actually that's going to have- definitely illegal safety, in Colorado. Which is kind of nice <laughs> for a submachine gun setup. Uh, I didn't think I would use it until we started shooting it more, and this is something I can actually appreciate, and it is on both sides, as I said. What's really cool about this system is how much it can collapse. You can see it's in such a small package, and with just a push of a lever, it shoots ah. the stock out. Really smart thinking on this. I you really can just want grab the Raider out of a bag, deploy the stock, and That's cool. use it as a great little truck gun or a home defense setup. On this, we have the standard mag Truck release, gun. which is great. But I like the home. This. It fits everybody in freaking the house and Senate really awesome. that that's a home defense weapon. Magazines, so it makes <laughs> have a hickey on incredibly fast. Yep. Talking about up here, this is it's not a vertical foregrip. However, it's a really nope. great place to put your hand on. Um, when shooting. I think it's part of the reason why recoil is so soft. Clearly. Chassis oh, yeah, system. That, Talking that, about mag releases, stock pulls you also have in one the on poon. the other side if you're used to an M4 or an AR-15 style mag release. You've seen this extendable really nice stock? About when it comes I would to like to suck your head right now. You're not running a sling on this setup. However, you can if you want. There's two sling swivels on here. I just find it would kind of get in the way with how small this setup is. I don't really need it. I'm not going to be taking this out and doing recce with it, so I didn't really want to put a sling on here. Uh, but yeah. recce. if you want to, you can. So now you know the details. Let's run some drills and see how it performs. <laughs> We got a 766 on this little course of fire. We got A zone, A zone, A zone. That little guy? Let's target. Don't worry about that. Two A zone. Yeah, don't, don't worry about that little guy. Trigger freeze and only got two <laughs> rounds off. Not a big deal. Third time. Gentlemen, if, if you're done, I will continue with my briefing. C zone. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, we're looking at 2A zone and a C zone. Pretty fun yep. little course of fire. Let's do Two a couple in the more. taint, one and in the left nip. Done. <laughs> How'd you hit his taint? It's the stock. I'll tell you what. It's the bump. It's the bump. Good thing I had the flashlight there. Uh, if I didn't have... Um... I'd like to shoot one of those. 
It does look pretty cool, honestly. I want to shoot oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. I want to shoot one. So here are um, some of the variants. I'm going to assume that it's not commercial. Can you get it? No, you buy one. No, it is commercial. It is commercial. Is it? Okay. That's why they're testing it with the military to see if they can, uh, if the military will buy it. Because you can get. Yeah, these things have been around for a couple of years. Yeah, is that yeah, the right, standard right, right. 320 just in there? Yes. Yeah. 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 And so uh, that's, I mean, that's awesome. I don't know how much they go for, but that would be really fun, especially if he had any kind of range that was close that you could do that walking range. Yeah. So that's what uh, that's what they're considering. Um, I like the weapon. They said the 19th Special Forces Group is testing the fluctuator with the M17. It also seems that Flux was awarded a contract with the U.S. Navy, which has led many to think the Raider is in testing with the Navy SEALs. So, well, the Navy does love dumb pistols. You know, they the SEALs the SEALs were running the uh, Mark 23, the HK Mark 23, which was this enormous. They called an offensive handgun. Um, it was 45 caliber, and it was just it was a it's a beast of a of a gun. And then they got into the uh, HK MP7, and both of those have seemed to fall kind of. You know, they were they were Gucci uh, guns there for a while, but people just kind of go back to, well, I'll just take my carbine. And uh, oh, really, really? Yeah, I mean, you get better ballistics and everything out of a rifle, and if you're gonna go kill someone, go do it the right way. Well, and and right, and that whole thing about the flex radar. I mean, that's just for your pistol. Which is pretty cool, yeah. but uh, I don't know. You would think we'd have something. But what real mission set is a military, you know, special operations unit going to need that for? Uh, that I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, know. and does it really? I mean, the question would be then: any difference between holding the actual handgun versus hand, you know, holding it with the system of the flux rater? Well, sure. Yeah. I'd much rather do that. But I mean, with that stock extended and all that stuff, I mean the MP4. I mean, uh, is it a better firing platform? That's the question. I mean, how how much bigger was the M4? Uh, Not much. I mean, I mean especially when you when you chop the barrel. And- yeah. Right. Right. It just gave you a better platform from the on the front grip underneath yeah. the barrel. Yeah. But still fun. Still fun to look at. So. All right. Unfortunately, it's uh, out of stock right now on Flux Defense <laughs> website. Is yeah. it really? Sorry, guys. Yeah. Just when you thought, does it have? Does it list any prices? Uh, About five hundred, yeah. five to six hundred. Yep. Oh shit! Is it really? Right, the right hand brace, four eighty nine ninety nine. Oh, um, and then the add inch and a half or three inch to the stock and then it jumps up to the total price of 598.99 what's that wow. six, that six hour p320 that's got to be what 1100 bucks 1200 bucks I don't well, know. Probably no, it's not bad yeah. I, do you think it's cheaper eric gave me uh it was cheaper than the glock i went in to buy the glock 17 yeah uh at the at the bx and it was like 150 bucks cheaper than that one. Oh, was it? Really? So, oh, sure. Yep. Hmm. Well, yeah. And then money. Eric gave me the warning where I could look it up on SIG's yeah. website. 
because the early on they had an issue with yeah, them shooting was, shooting you in the leg inadvertently. Yeah, ran, random <laughs> desk pops. Yeah. <laughs> That's not still a cool weapon, man. The the weird thing is though, it it's uh similar to the Glock where there's no like safety actual like latch yeah, or switch. Right, right, it's right. all trigger safety. Bing, 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 keep saying yeah. safety. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, we got we're full of the movie quotes tonight. Always. Wasn't yeah. that uh what Black was that? Hawk Black Down. Down? I know, but that uh that not Eric Bana, but the guy he was playing. I was reading an article, he's got a whiskey. So really the Delta guy? Yeah, I think his Yeah, name it was, was the Delta guy Hoot or something like that. Hoot or yeah. something like that. So he's got a whiskey, I was reading about because I was thinking about doing that oh, article, yeah? but uh they didn't list like two of the four whiskeys made by these uh, army guys but one of them was that guy from uh, Black Hawk Down. So. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. All right, yeah. quick one uh, just to give this guy some props uh, from the Air Force Times. Uh, this is one of the few airmen to ever hit 10,000 flying hours. Oof. So, on October 25th, Lieutenant Colonel Bob Legend Volpe or I don't know how to say his last name. How appropriate is that? Yeah, right, right. An Air Force Reserve instructor pilot at the 5th Flying Training Squadron Advanced Air Force Base, Oklahoma, reached a milestone the service says is very uncommon, 10,000 hours in the cockpit. Wow. Fucking amazing. Any combat flying time, or is it all just uh, training? it's all training. It's all training. Uh, I like how how we just judge him. I know. I know. It's loud. (laughs) Well, there was an interview, and he even says how he did not want to go to training right out of flight school. Uh, But looking back over the last 30 years, he's glad he did. So I did look Mm. up how much pilots fly on an annual basis, active duty guys, and they're saying it's like roughly 130 hours per year. Oh, that's all. So do your own calculations from that. Yeah, 130 hours per year. That's like uh, 10 hours a month. This guy's been flying his ass off. Uh, that's uh, He got there through a combination of years in the Air Force Reserve, avoiding com- command jobs that would have taken him out of the, taken him out of the cockpit. Avoiding signing- combat? Did I hear you say avoiding combat? <laughs> no, you heard my mush mouth say <laughs> avoiding command jobs that would have taken him out of the cockpit and signing up for as many sorties as he could muster. Uh, Volpe earned his commission through ROTC in 1988. He graduated from pilot training and now closed Reese Air Force Base in Texas in 1990. And he began his Air Force career as a T-38 talent instructor before switching gears to fly the C-130 Hercules. He later returned to teaching in the T-37 Tweet and T-6 Texan II. <laughs> so he's nice. set to retire in April 2024 with 10 thousand hours of flight time that's a hell of an accomplishment that's pretty cool honestly i I, you have to admire a guy that's willing to say nope i know what i enjoy doing right i'm gonna right agree i'm gonna avoid actively avoid or turn down promotions and and then that's they're able to do that in the reserve where you're like i don't want the promotion 
Right, yeah. right. And you and active you, duty, they would have been like, if you turn cool, you down, don't want a promotion, you, you got go a to building times. one until you're right. done. You're out. Right. <laughs> you're yeah. out. They only give yeah. you a couple times to turn down uh, extra promotion before they're like, okay, now you're just uh, staying. You're fodder. <laughs> yep. Of course, Maverick yeah. Maverick was able to do it. So well, <laughs> my hero. Boy. My hero. But I think actually uh, Jaeger, that was sort of similar to Chuck Jaeger, right? Because he stayed as a test pilot for a long ass time. Yeah, but I think test pilot versus Training. instructor is, yeah. is Oh, yeah, different. yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, you know, Maverick, yeah. I'm not. Jaeger, I'm not shitting Bolt. on legend like Eric did. <laughs> but I just thought the combat I piece think was test just... pilots are more you know, a more yeah, niche area. Eric, <laughs> Eric threw that out there pretty damn quick. Eh, Eric's uh, like 10 seconds. Dude. In. Any combat? No? No combat? We'll it's not as impressive. We'll <laughs> oh, well, 10,000 hours with an asterisk. That so. equates to... I got 10,000 hours on No the time at all. <laughs> no time Just at all. Just on his last cruise. <laughs> Tell you what, that Scandinavian food got me. I'm not impressed, Colonel. I'm not impressed. Yeah, and you're talking to a stinger troop who never fired a stinger. Yes, yeah. I shot a video, video <laughs> stinger. <laughs> I put a launch up there on the yeah. screen, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I, I shot the gun on an AC-130. Did you really? Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Playing Call of Duty. Counts. Counts. Didn't at the didn't at the beginning of the was it the Ukraine war when they had the uh, was it the ghost of Ukraine or whatever? But they were the showing uh, screenshots from one of the video games or some shit like that, wasn't no, it? Oh yeah, I don't know. That well, that's like that Probably. movie Gran Turismo, where the guy is finding video gamers who play this realistic Formula One racing right. game. Right. Yeah. And he converts them finds the best four or five drivers and converts them to real world formula one drivers, puts yeah. them in the car and one guy excels pretty amazing. That's just, just from the video. Physicality of the that is gotta be impressive going from yeah. a video game guy to being, those drivers are so physically yeah. fit. It is yeah. unbelievable. You if you haven't actually, seen the movie, watch the movie because it's I, I based on it the true story of the drug. It was pretty good. Yeah. I heard you could actually go from like video game stuff to drone stuff. Oh, that I don't makes doubt a lot that. Of sense, actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not, you're not feeling the, the G's in any of that kind of no. stuff. You know? You're like, meh. Well, no. And the guy in the movie tells him, you're going to pull more G's than guys walking through the moon or flying in a, you know, a jet. And those guys have never been behind an actual vehicle. Doing 290 miles an hour. I don't know. Mav Mav was pulling 10 G's on that pullout. Yep. Maverick did it. I saw it. That was not a Formula G's. One car. Super no. Formula One car is not pulling 10 G's. He, he no. had a Ninja no. motorcycle. He did have a Ninja. <laughs> he still had that Ninja motorcycle, right? He still I'm, had that Ninja. Yeah, I was like, geez. I'm so lost now, by the way. I'm just so lost. He went... <laughs> in the movie Maverick, he had his original yeah. motorcycle, motorcycle. Top Gun. No, no, yeah. I'm talking about how we went from Grand oh, yeah. Turismo, real world. Okay. 
from you no, know, we went from calling <laughs> real world pilots with ten thousand hours pussies <laughs> because to, of no combat because because I did a simulator shooting a missile <laughs> to That's race perfect. car drivers. It was a good I was trying to give you a comparison. I like it. It may have yeah. failed, it but failed. that's where I was going. I yeah, I like that. I appreciate that. Let's do this. That puts Inverted. your uh that puts your good conduct, good podcast conduct medal in jeopardy. I hate failures. That's all right. I'm already bored right, with story, story anyway. One more story to make a comeback here, Eric. One more story. Uh, remember when we did that story about uh, the Army who was going to create – they were going to create uh, an MOS just for recruiting. They were going to just hire people in to yep. be lifelong recruiters, right? Yeah. Well, they're not there yet, obviously. No. And they are in pretty big trouble with what the formula they got for recruiting now is. So, uh, recently, the Army has really short-noticed some of these guys going into these recruiting assignments. Uh, this is from the Army Times. The Army apologizes for sending soldiers last-minute recruiting orders. So, what <laughs> happened? All last week, non-commissioned officers across the Army have received notices through their branch managers and other officials that the service needs more recruiting NCOs, and it needs them now. According to requisition emails posted to social media channels like Army Reddit, could you imagine? Uh, <laughs> uh, could you imagine being in charge of people nowadays, where every little thing you're going to say is oh. going to be posted? Yeah. To either make no. you look stupid or make you look foolish, or like, can you believe this shit, or you know any of that stuff. So everything. Is all put out somewhere. Reddit, Facebook, yeah. everything, right? And I was just and, about to say, if you'll extend the re-enlistment re or recruitment to 60, maybe I would join. And then, <laughs> no, no, I won't do that. Because <laughs> we did, we went out to 42, right? Didn't it 42? <sighs> 42 yeah. is when That's 42 join. now. Yeah. All right, so you guys can still come back. Me, I'm, I'm <laughs> past my prime, so. Sometimes yeah, I, 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 I'm outside that window. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm safe. <laughs> Sometimes I think you think we're all like 30 years younger than you. <laughs> uh, I, I know how old you are. Jake, I now know because I know I've known him. John's 42. He was easy. He's yeah, a dad. We said it at the beginning. He's a dad. Yeah, He's got fine. twins <laughs> coming. I'm all over that, the man. I'm all, all right. <laughs> Grand Torino. Uh, <laughs> get off my lawn <laughs> yeah according to requisition emails posted to social media channels like army reddit the army is seeking volunteers to attend recruiting school as soon as last monday november 6th wow and has waived a host of standing qualifications in order to boost attendance but other users reporting received notifications for involuntary orders directing them to attend the course of Fort Knox, Kentucky. After. After. Whoa, what was that echo Whoa. from? That was nice. That, that was, was weird, wasn't it? Did we all hear I that? I like it. That was weird. I heard it. I didn't hear it. What are, I don't what know. I, I said it after, and then it echoed everywhere. Uh, after public outcry about the move, move and instruction from General Randy George, the service's chief of staff, 
the Army's top personnel officer, Lieutenant General Doug Stitt, spoke with reporters last Wednesday and apologized to the soldiers and the families that received this last-minute notification and told reporters, that mistake is mine. Mm. Oh, that's good. He came up yeah. with that. Step 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 step. Step. At least he's taking responsibility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like, so does that mean the orders are not valid? And he's like, oh, no, they're still valid. <laughs> my mistake sorry about that because they, they didn't notify them any of them before posting it yeah. on army reddit next time i learned my shit. lesson <laughs> according to here's Stitt, a crap assignment still. <laughs> oh yeah you're still going yeah. but just know in your heart we're that apologizing was, that's on me my bad apologize yeah, my, my bad, bad. According to General Stitt, the sudden need emerged when the Army discovered discovered it faced a recruiter shortage due to errors in its and errors is in quotes errors in its forecasted recruiter strength. Mm. Go figure. Ow! Ow! <laughs> Would have never. I like how it. it's a mystery. I it, what, I, sir? I got the PCS. How did this happen? Here. I got the I got everybody who's PCSing right here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we know who's coming in yet? Have no nope. idea. <laughs> Mystery. Not a clue. <laughs> All right, let's take that. Have you that, talked uh... to anybody above us? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I kind of like to give them surprises to keep them on their toes. But don't worry, gentlemen. Don't worry. The three-star claim the unspecified forecasting failures have been fixed. Yeah. Here's your spreadsheet. We'll track it all. We got a spreadsheet. We'll track it all. Just like Ukraine. It's all good. It's like Ukraine. (laughs) It's like Dumb and Dumber, the IOU envelope. It is. Oh, that's a big one. I'd hold on. You want to hold on to this one? That's a car. $375,000. I owe you that. He declined to link the shortfall to Recruiting Command's ongoing purge of non performing recruiters. So, and that I can see that Purge. they're like, we getting rid of those lazy ass recruiters out there? Yes, sir, we are. All right. Where's the new crop? Hey, sir, we got rid of a lot. <laughs> a lot of guys. Yeah, there's a lot of lazy motherfuckers. Over there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the Army hopes to source an additional 800 attendees for the November, which, uh, and December courses. The November course would just start on Monday. At the Sir, we may center. have to extend that enlistment to 50. That could be. Those guys. <laughs> uh, but Stitt emphasized that officials would consider individual hardships when meting out assignments, even if it means not filling all 800 seats. Uh, so if a soldier has a life situation, family situation, professional situation, a chain of command or the career manager and human resources command is not identifying, we're going to talk to that soldier. We're going to work through this to ensure that we have the right NCOs at the right time in a week. Yeah, yeah. Pack that your guy bags, gets the orders. Huh? He's like, "Who do I tell that I got a hardship?" And I was like, "Too late. You're already late for reporting." Yeah. Was your How hardship you in your in your that? record? Yeah. No. no. They're just gonna go. Oh, this guy's a no show. You know. You're done. Now we're kicking you out. Board. By the way. Yeah. We're kicking you out. Yeah, I do wonder what the follow up's gonna be because they, they've got to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. I mean you got you got like the uh what is it, the exceptional family member program and all that yeah, stuff yeah. with you know, people yeah. that have kids with special needs and even if you're yeah. dual military or whatever, you know, it's just yep. like yep. uh anybody who gets asked to move in a week, 
God forbid you're living off base. You'll yeah. never get out of it, right? Um, oh, yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Hey, Closing uh, up a house in I a week. Kill my lease. But wait, my wife is still here and she's doing military and she's not going anywhere. So Or kids in the middle of school, too. I mean, think about this whole yeah. thing. Like, yeah. But the general said that was his bad. My so bad. That's on me, guys. My that's bad. On me. Uh, Stitt and his enlisted advisor, Sergeant Major Christopher Stevens, said the service has expanded its cash and career incentives to reward those who complete these short notice assignments, regardless of whether they volunteer. So here's what they're giving out. That, that's cool, at least. Sergeant Major Stevens said that in addition to a one-time lump sum bonus of five grand, Available to volunteer Army selected recruiters who complete recruiter training by February. Listen to this one. Any sergeant who completes, any E5 who completes the school and successfully reports to the recruiting assignment will be promoted to E6. Mm. Mm. Boom. Just like that. Just like that. All right. Wow. That promotion will occur regardless of the soldier's promotion points, time and grade, or completion of professional military education. Is, is it permanent then? Yeah. Or is it like, so. well, is it like on hold until they? No. Well, you got to you got to graduate the recruiting school in February. Yeah, and but they then say, hey, I mean, boom, you have PME. I don't care how many points. I don't care what your education is. It says they're waving the PME. Yeah, they're just like they're no. waving all of it. E five to E six, and five grand in your pocket. Like a battlefield well, promotion. I think I now know where all the bonus money went that was supposed to be for the reserve guys. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're like, this guy gets to the end of February. We'll take that like, bonus. Boom. E6, five, five grand. grand. And they're like, about that five grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finally, the phone. I can get off wick. Yeah. <laughs> little snag, little hang up. That's on me, though. Okay, mm. that's not on you. That's on full you. responsibility. Can you imagine the pressure? Like, what's the average age of these individuals? For recruitment? E5? E5? No, E5, E6. So what? So 20, 23, 29, 30, maybe? Okay, yeah, so mid-20s mid to mid maybe 30. Mid to late 20s for an E5, yeah. yeah. Did, I mean, most of them are established in their... Probably first or second marriage. Uh, yeah, they got. Can you imagine? Probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the. He's doing Amway, like but that's social. Not, that's not freaking... supplementing the bills. Right <laughs> She's full on Sensi and Tupperware or whatever. It is. She's got the Mary Kay go, but somehow yeah. she's not rolling in yet. Man, uh, the pressure at home you just threw all these guys into all these people into whatever you know young marriages you're trying to get along with her and now she's got the kids she's trying to balance this shit they're barely making it on wick maybe and you come in and go hey we gotta go to kentucky when well Well, i gotta go next week (laughs) i have to go next week and i don't have an assignment yet so i'll find that out if I After. graduate the class, this might be something to go. Hey, go tell your young wife you're going to get five grand for that. Yeah, and, like, and I'll keep it all to you, honey. <laughs> guess what, honey? I get a thousand dollar bonus. It's all yours. 
Yeah. <laughs> this will fix everything. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I mean, because you know changed. they don't. They're not cutting orders until they graduate that class or till the last right. week or two of that right. class. Right. Right. I yeah. mean, think about us in basic. We didn't. We didn't know where we were going it for just, sure. It just seems like so much stuff is promised that mm. on the other end of that, to trust the uh, the paperwork bureaucracy that that's going to follow up. And he's like, hey, they said. And they're like, yeah, but nothing was ever. You just signed a contract for that. Yeah. You know? And I mean. How many stories have that... we done about the failure of those promises made, right, man? Right, it's, right. It seems like. Hmm. I mean, and we've seen the board system. I've never seen the Army board system. I've seen it in the Air Force, and it changes. And we just did that article on the Marine Corps. Like, hey, you need to get some Pacific time. Yeah. But right. it's not required, but it looks really it's, good. It's yeah. really and, encouraged. And we've seen it. You should have a degree by this point in time, or you got to get this. How are these guys going to get affected where – Hey, my E5, E6 PME was waived. And oh, they're sure. like, now oh, you're not going to be promoted to E7. It's, no it's, E8. It's no like E9. the old days. If you volunteered for a uh, unaccompanied tour or, uh, you know, a yeah. hardship tour, oh, you got you got your choice of base coming back, right? Do you? That, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Right, right. I know for a fact because we were supposed to get base of preference coming out of the schoolhouse. Cause that's not a job everybody volunteers for. Right, right. So we were supposed to get that. They were so low on Manning at another assignment on Vandenberg, right? The J Spock or C Spock oh, that all man. the instructors, we went to an auditorium and all the space instructors, they were like, Hey, everyone for the next two years is not PCSing. They're going to PCA to the J Spock. I know you wanted base of preference and I know you guys volunteered or non-volved to this Based assignment. On that? Yeah. And they were like, but no, you're going to one of the crappiest ops assignments in the space force <laughs> or what was viewed as it. I don't right, you know. Right, 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 right. I hope your and base that, of preference is the base that you're on because leaving I know you prefer this, right? <laughs> we were leaving the Philippines after the volcano blew and yeah, it was the right, same right. way. Here's your basic precedent. I say, well, I want Florida. I'm sorry. There's nothing available in Florida. How about in uh, South Carolina? No, nothing available in South Carolina. All I got for you is Colorado. You want to go to Colorado? Uh, I guess that's my base of preference now. <laughs> oh, shit. They couldn't you know it. what? I do prefer Colorado. Colorado Thank sounds you. good to me. I'll take it. Really? They Colorado or no or. <laughs> no, no. Oh, it, it, there would have been a North, North Dakota, Minot, yeah, exactly. yeah. Minot Malmstrom, yeah. F.E. Warren. They always need oh. to get there. Oh, sure. Yeah. You can go lovely Cavalier, right? Oof. Cavalier. Missile fields. <laughs> well, listen to this That's one. all they wanted. In addition to volunteer bonuses and sergeant promotions, Sergeant Major Stevens announced that staff sergeants selected in the current wave of recruiter assignments will earn meritorious promotion, in quotes, to sergeant first class if they secure 24 recruits who ship to basic training in a 12-month span. And get a recruitment ribbon. Woohoo! Whoa. <laughs> so you get in there as a E6. You get 24 people to go to basic, E7. How long is it a recruitment assignment? 
I think it's usually like two years, isn't it? Two or three years? I don't know. So it's within two duty, years. So I think it's like two years, right? Well, you would think is it'd it, be longer with this little operation. They well, got do going. they have a time and grade requirement or is it two years? Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything Cause about they're, it. Because they're... So they're going Jake, from E5 to E6. Asking a lot of questions here. I know, I know. A lot of details. To, they're going E5 to E6 right after graduation, right? Yeah, that's right. And then potentially within the first year. Two years if they to get go two E5 per month, to E7? Whoa. If they get two per month, they could make it within to mm, E7. The next, yeah. In two years. That's no, absurd. not even in less. In one year, one and a half years, one year, yeah. three months. Yeah. Wow. What's broke about this? This is broke. I don't know. To, be, to be fair, to be fair, we saw a lot of traditional reservists in the United States Air Force Reserve bounce for this shit, just like it, with zero leadership ability. They couldn't write. They couldn't write their name on a piece of paper, but they're getting promoted left and right. That's well, broke. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> let's let's do that. Let's do that. Let's let's use Eric's uh, Copland first, right? <laughs> so let's say they took one of your guys. You're both E fives, mm-hmm. right? He goes for a two year recruiting assignment. He comes back. You're still an E five. He's now an E seven. And now I'm talking now bad about him again. Assignment. No, and you stop. curse that guy out as an A1C? You're going to destroy this guy. <laughs> I'm going to let him have it. <laughs> That's just broke, man. That is so broke. That, that is valid, though, Johns. Honestly, a lot of those, this the reserve still has the same time and grade, time and service requirements. Yeah. But all you have to do is have an open slot and your PME done, and you're good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it always That's shocked true. me when so many troops were like, "I'm good. I don't want to finish my PME." And we're like, "I got orders. You can get on orders. You can sit over there at that desk and study." And yeah, then, for three weeks. And, and then yeah. the end of those orders, the next UTA, you can you get promoted. promoted. You get promoted. Yeah. Like, eh, I don't want to take any time off work. I'm good. Yeah, it's right. just a different motivation now. All right. You know, it's a it's a guy who's doing reserves or guard, who's yeah. just like, I'm, I'm just doing this partly for the clearance, partly for the paycheck. Uh, I'm not trying to shoot the moon on rank, you know. Yeah. I'm good. Do you believe us four could go back in the military right now and survive the new military that we're talking about? I think I, so. I, think I absolutely I'm, could not. I'm I would not have... Sure. I and think I don't think we it's survive it. I don't think new we military. It. We wouldn't. Enjoy yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't like it. And like you said about the woke part of it, where everything is recorded and videotaped and you couldn't say anything well, without somebody being upset. I, right. I brought that up before. I, I, I couldn't go back in because I, I, I mean, I've got a big mouth and now you can be brought down very easily without any ability to defend yourself. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I could do it. As soon at as all. you're accused of, oh, Eric, uh, Eric's got an OnlyFans page. We got to take him out. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh shit, you're gonna bring up that. <laughs> That's just. It's not even active. It's I'm not active. I'm off duty, man. I'm off duty. <laughs> I haven't posted in two months. I only wore my off helmet duty, twice. But... 
on duty. <laughs> I only wore my helmet twice in an op, so come on. Safety first, Eric. Safety first. Those fluids were on that helmet when I got Whoa. it. I, swear. I discount the membership. I discount it, goddammit. It's like the I blue have a dress. military discount. Get that off. <laughs> it won't come off. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm just too cynical. Like, as soon as they start giving me an additional duty, that's oh. like, make sure to do whatever. Right. right. And I'd be like, you know nobody gives a crap about this, and it's only to check a box for some commander or some other person to come. It doesn't matter. This does yeah. not matter. They'd be like, hey, uh, Sergeant Wall, you are overdue for uh, CII training. Um, we need you to do that today before you go home. Can you do that? Because uh, you're red, and we don't I'd- want you to be red. Those those online training, that's one thing the Air Force did train me for is because I can pass an online CBT. Almost every one of them, yeah. Uh, instantly. Within Man, two I times. will crank I that. can pass any test yeah. within two times. Yeah. Other than Siri, uh, that one, that Sears one, that yeah, one that one's horrible. Sucked. And because you can't get any wrong, but they got smart right. and they did that computer training where you can't click forward. You got to listen to the guy who's like, Hey, I forgot my ID. Can you let me yeah. in through the door? What do you do? Bloop, 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 bloop. And yeah. you're like, oh, damn it. Yep. Yeah. Times have changed, boys. Times have changed. Oh, well, they, know, boys. They do online survival training, evasion training, right? Yeah. That yeah. seer training is yeah. online, right? Yeah. And it's like, you're locked in a room. What are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm teabag the well, freaking that- doorknob and then accuse the guy of being gay when he comes in, touching my balls. I don't know. Like, I, the worst day in my life is no lumbar support. I, you got me no lumbar support. Yeah. It's like, no, it's if I'm in that- this situation, we're screwed. Or the, or the, uh, the armrest is broken because that's oh. an the ass chair to sit in. Somebody, somebody looks like a four-year-old just gnawed it to shreds. You know what, what happened here? And it's and it's oh, in man. the corner with a bunch of other little severed arms yeah. and bolts that yeah. people have just yeah. thrown over there. That nobody There's the chair up. graveyard in any space ops area. There's a There's room a chair graveyard. or a section against the wall where there are dead chairs. Is that where the one lost printer is? Oh yeah, that's guaranteed. Oh, there's more than one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a stack. There's All a right. Stack. What do we do with that? I don't know. We're I just don't gonna know. let Nobody it biodegrade does. in the Talk corner. Take it off the hand receipt. Take it off the hand. Sounds receipt. Sounds good. On that note, gentlemen, I think we're at shift change. I think Woo. it's time to get out of here. Woo. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, uh that podcast getting better. <laughs> oh, we're all mediocre at best. <laughs> I think I think no award today. Yeah. Okay, nice. Mike Johns would have had it. He didn't make any dad jokes, but he was late. <laughs> well, there you Maybe. go. Uh, and Eric and I are just bald. Bald. So get that happens. off that helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it's an See, uphill battle. You got a big advantage with that hair, Mike. Harassed. <laughs> But as we go into Veterans Day weekend, gentlemen, have a good Veterans Day. You as well. uh, I'm a retiree, not a veteran.
rehash that. <laughs> I have no comment. But do have a good Veterans Day to all you listening and have a Veterans Day. Uh, and on behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, subscribe, and let us know how we did in the comments. Make sure next week that you are not late for changeover. And Eric, don't forget when you stop by Sonic for your free Veterans Day corn dog. <laughs> splurge a little. Get some tots. Okay. <laughs> Good call. Might even get a Frosty. Yeah. <laughs> Man, thanks for the week. I'll see you next week and happy Veterans Day. All right, fellas, take it easy.